God has been speaking to me about faith. And one of the things that he's been um, speaking to me about faith, one of the things that we know about faith is that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But what we're going to talk about today in our first part of this series is having mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith is enough to move mountains, according to the scripture. So as an introduction, let's just talk a little bit about mustard seeds, because many of you, if you've been around this ministry for a while, you're aware that um, Pastor Derek and I are growers. We grow fruits and vegetables. We grow flowers. And we do it a lot of, a lot of our growing from seeds or seedlings. And so I thought it was interesting when God gave me the topic of faith and in the first part of that uh, seven-part series dealing with mustard seed faith. You know, what is faith or grain of a mustard seed faith? That was very interesting to me. So I thought it would be a great analogy to talk about what is a mustard seed. So with the help of my video here, we're going to learn about a mustard seed. Wow, what a practical application of mustard seeds and how mustard seeds grow for the purpose of our introduction. So as I said, mustard seeds, faith, is what we're going to be talking today. So let's go to the word in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says, he replied, this is Jesus speaking, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, the he in this scripture is Jesus himself that is talking. And he says, if you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, and we just saw how small mustard seeds are. We saw how they grow. We saw how they can be used. But if you notice, Jesus used a mustard seed as an example to tell us if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, is if you notice here, he said, nothing will be impossible for you. Many times we walk around saying, well, I can't do this or I can't do that because it is impossible. It is too big. It is too great for me. But here, the scripture specifically says, nothing will be impossible for you. If you just have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, you can look at your situation, whatever your mountain is, and you can speak to it and say, move from here to there. In other words, go from debt to plenty, debt to overflow. Speak to your mountain and say, move from here to there. Go from poverty to riches. Speak to your mountain. Go from sickness to healing. 
speak to your mountain. This is what Jesus said that we have the power to do. Notice in this scripture, it does not say go to your pastor or go to an elder in the church or go to someone else. It says you can say to this mountain, you can say to the mountain that is in your life, move from here to there and it will move. Jesus said, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So in other words, you have to believe that when Jesus said it, that it is true. If Jesus said it, it's true. Let me tell you again, if Jesus said it, it is true. Therefore, you have to believe Jesus. In order to believe Jesus' words, the things that he says, you have to believe him. The Bible lets us know is that in order to come to him, we have to do what first? We have to first believe that he is. So we have to have our belief system checked. You know, before you walk in the door, you have to have a temperature check to see if your temperature is above or below the correct level in order to enter the building because of COVID-19 precautions. Well, see, some of us need a Jesus check. We need a faith check. We need to check our own faith to see if it is at least a grain of a mustard seed. Because if it is, if it reaches the right level, if it's at least a grain of a mustard seed or as small as a mustard seed, then yes, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So right there, we need to start there in our prayer life. In our own individual prayer life, before we come to the altar, before we put that prayer request in, we need to do that faith check. Do I believe God enough? Is my faith in Jesus as, as small as a mustard seed? Do I believe that he is? Now, what is a mustard seed in the Bible? Turn to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, verses 18 and 19. And I'm going to read it from the first translation, and I'm going to read it from the second. The NIV's translation says, Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Now, we just watched for our introduction. We just watched a video on mustard seeds, and you saw how small a mustard seed is. The Bible says it is like a mustard seed. That's how the kingdom of God is, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree. And the birds perched in its branches. You know how high it has to be in order for the birds to perch in its branches? Another translation says, it is like a grain of mustard seed. 
which a man took and put in his own garden. It grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the sky lodged in its branches. That's how much your faith in God can move mountains out of your way. Now, how does faith grow? Because we know how seeds grow. We have to first plant them in the right soil. We have to water them. We have to attend to them. That's how they grow. But how does our faith in God grow? The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Remember at the top of the message, I said, you have to have faith in Jesus in order to believe his word. So faith comes from hearing the word, reading the Bible, listening to messages that stir your faith. Faith also comes from your communications. What are you saying in and out of your mouth? Are you speaking the word of God over your situation? Remember, our focal scripture, it says that you can say to the mountain, move here or there. So what are you saying to that situation, that mountain that you're facing in your life? Are you commanding it to move here or there? Or are you accepting it just as it is? Did you accept the doctor's report or are you speaking to that situation and commanding it to be what the word of God says over it? And how would you know what the word of God says if you're not reading it or hearing it? So you should be listening to messages that stir up your faith. If you have a friend that gives you a call and say, girl, they gave you a report. And that report is horrible. You might as well pack your bags. That's not a message of faith. You need to block that caller. But you have somebody that calls you up and say, I'm believing God with you. This is what the Lord says. That's a call that you need to take. So you need to be speaking and listening to things that stir your faith. What are you watching on your television? What are you listening to on the radio? What are you putting in your ears? What are you saying out of your mouth? This is how your faith grows. You either believe God or you don't. You can't straddle the fence. See, when you're dealing with a mountain situation, you can't straddle the fence. I remember when we were traveling to Europe one year and part of our tour was to, to go on a trip to a mountain and we were climbing up and up and up the mountain. There was only one way up, there was only one way down. And there was a point where we got out to take pictures. And I remember my mom and my younger sister were like, we're not getting out of this. This, we're not getting out of this motor coach. And I said, I got to get off because I got to see what I'm standing on. I've got to take pictures and look at what I'm standing on. You have got to get out 
and take a look at your mountain and speak to it and command it to move. You can't wait for somebody else to do it because nobody's going to do it for you. Jesus is the one who said, you can speak to your mountain. You can say to your mountain, move here or there. So the words that come out of your mouth are important. They either produce life or they produce death. They're a product of what you believe on the inside. So if you're saying you believe God, but you're speaking doubt, you're speaking death to your situation. Your mountain cannot move unless you speak to it and command it to move. Unless you say to that situation, move. It's not going to move. And how do you move it? You move it with the word of God. You research what the Bible says about your situation. If it's finances, if it's relationship problems, if it's health issues, whatever your mountain is, everybody's mountain may be different. Whatever your mountain is, you've got to speak to it in order for it to move. You've got to tell it what to do. You can't just sit there in the motor coach and wait for the driver to come to drive you down. You've got to speak to it. Another way is to take a look at the things that God has already done in your life, in your family, and the lives of the people around you, as well as in the word. Study the scriptures. Take a look at what God has done. Write your story. Read the stories of other people of faith. And you'll begin to see how God has moved mountains that were similar to yours out of the way of everybody else. And guess what? Guess what? Even if you can't find somebody in your immediate circle that has gone through what you're going through, if you look hard enough, you can find somebody around the world whose God, God has delivered from that same situation. And you've got to stir your faith. You've got to stir your faith because there are times where your mountain is going to look bigger than the words that come out of your mouth. But you got to remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain, as small as a mustard seed, then you can say to this mountain, move here or there. Therefore, the power is on the inside of you. Faith is the main ingredient in the recipe for miracles. I said it's the main ingredient. It's not the only one. Because in addition to faith, you've also got to have the word of God that you have to speak out of your mouth. Because Jesus said you, have, you can say to the mountain. Therefore, you have to speak it out of your mouth. And so let's look at Mark chapter 5. There's two miracles that occurred in Mark chapter 5. Faith is the main ingredient in the recipe for miracles. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had 
Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, faith comes by hearing. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. In other words, she said, well, I don't even have to stand in front of him, let him lay hands on me. If I could just reach up and grab him, if I could just get close enough, press my way through the crowd, grab a hold of his clothes, I get enough to be healed. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask who touched me? Disciples were being smart, smart, smart with him. Smart Alex. They were being smart with him. You see the crowd crowd. Uh, uh, crowding against you. You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answer. And yet you can ask who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it because Jesus knew power had gone out of him. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. See, you've got to believe Jesus enough to press your way, no matter how big your mountain may be. Here this lady had suffered for 12 years with an issue of blood. Doctors couldn't fix it. Going to doctors, still suffering. Some of you have been going back and forth to doctors and still suffering. Some of you have been going through life and still suffering. Some of you have been going through relationships and still suffering. Some of you have been carrying things all your life since childhood that you've never been able to talk to anyone about, including your spouses, both male and female. Some of you have had deep, dark family histories that you don't even understand, let alone been able to explain to someone else. Some of you had mental health issues all your life, never been able to qualify it and understood what it was, never understood why you just think things that are improper, an issue, a mountain. Why suffer any longer? Well, you can put your faith in God and receive the deliverance that you need. Some of you had generations and generations of incest and rape and abuse, domestic violence, poverty, and lack, divorce for generations and generations, absentee fathers for generations and generations in your family. Why continue that into the next generation? When you can say to the mountain, move, and it will do just that. 
it's time to stir your faith. It's time to live this life that Jesus did. If we read further down verse 35 of the same chapter, Mark 5, it says, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Now, this is a synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. Now, if you notice, there were other people that were there. And they were wailing. Why? Because they thought it was over. So there was no reason for them to believe. They thought it was the end. It was over. Little girl was dead. It's what they thought. It's what they believe because they were looking at the circumstances in the natural. But see here, Jesus had to clear the room. He said that he, it says that he put them all out. He took the child's mother and father, father and mother, and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. Sometimes you have to get around people that believe Jesus to deliver you from your mountain. Because see, you have people around you that don't believe. They think it's over for you. They think there's no more hope for you. They think all is lost. And so they give up. Because maybe you've been in a situation for 12 years. Maybe you've had the same problem for a very long time. Maybe the situation just doesn't look right in the natural. So they give up. Those people, you got to put them out when it comes to your situation. You can't go calling them up, asking them what they think about the situation because they can't help you. They're not speaking life into your situation. They no longer believe. Now, that doesn't mean they don't love you. There's plenty of people that love you, but they can't speak life into your situation. You've got to learn how to keep them out of the things that you're believing God for. Let me say that again, because some of you missed it. There are people in your life that genuinely love you, but they can't speak life into your situation because they don't believe Jesus to do a miracle in your situation. They believe that it's over for you. You got a prison sentence, a life sentence. They think it's over. They stop visiting. You got life. You got the death penalty. Some situations in life feel like a death penalty. Some situations in life feel like a life sentence. And so the people that are around you that do genuinely love you, because see, they were crying and wailing. They loved the child. It wasn't that they didn't love her. It's that they believed it was over. So they lacked the faith 
in God needed to produce the miracle. Therefore, Jesus had to put them out. You have to put those people out of your prayer closet that don't believe Jesus to do the miracle that you need in your life. Put them out of your prayer closet. What does that mean? They don't need to be on the phone with you 4 o'clock in the morning praying over your situation and they don't believe God to move. Put them out of your prayer closet. And get alone in your prayer closet with people that believe God for you. So it says, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him. Why did he even take the father and the mother? Because remember, he was standing there waiting on Jesus to finish the miracle with the woman of it, with the issue of blood so that he can turn around and ask Jesus to do a miracle for his child. And the father and the mother were one. So that is the reason why if the father believed, the mother believed. Therefore, Jesus allowed the father and the mother and his three disciples. Notice that Jesus didn't bring all of the disciples with him. Now, the Bible is silent as to why. But just for the purpose of this message, not an indictment of the disciples that did not go with Jesus, but for the purpose of this message, go with me here for a second. The disciples walked with Jesus. And there were 12. Wasn't that not right? Jesus took three of them with you. So that says to me, for the purpose of this message, not an indictment of the ones that did not go. Because the Bible is silent as to why. Could have been other reasons why. But for the purpose of this message, imagine if they're faith leaders that don't believe Jesus to deliver you of your situation. You got to put them out too. That means you can't be running to every leader in the church with your problems. Because guess what? There's some that don't believe Jesus to deliver you of your situation. They think it's over. They think you've had the problem for too long. They think the mountain is too great. So that means that Jesus knew he needed the people near him that believed him to raise this dead child up and bring her back to life. You need people that believe God to move the mountain out of your life because it takes faith and you speaking to it. And the words that you speak to it are important. You can't just speak your own words. You got to speak life to that situation. You got to speak the word of God to that situation. And you've got to believe Jesus to do it. And if you don't believe Jesus to do it, or you don't have people around you that believe Jesus to do it, they don't need to be included in your prayer closet. They don't need to be included on a prayer conference call about that situation. You've got to put them out. So stop looking to add numbers to your prayer line. You want everybody to pray over your situation and everybody don't believe God over your situation. That's half the problem. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe Jesus and speak the word over that situation. And the people that you include in the conversation 
have to meet that same criteria. If they do not, put them out. What does that mean? Don't include them in the prayer call. Don't go calling them and asking them for prayer. Don't go running up on the prayer line to be prayed for by people that don't believe Jesus to deliver you. Okay. Some of y'all just got lost. You'll catch that later. Rewind this and you'll get it later because I'm moving on. And he said after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. She gave, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. So here, God did a miracle. Jesus did a miracle right before their eyes. So what is the message that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us today? We must believe Jesus. We must believe that he was, that he is, and he is to come. We must believe the power of God to save, to heal, and deliver. The greater the mountain, the greater the deliverance. We must have faith in God, as small as a mustard seed, a grain of a mustard seed. We must say to that mountain, whatever that mountain is in your life, you must say to that mountain, Move here or there, and it will move. And what you say to the mountain is the word of God. What God says about your situation, that's what you say. And you must surround yourself with people that believe Jesus to move that mountain out of your way. And if they don't believe Jesus, don't include them in that prayer. Because they can't help you if they don't have faith in Jesus to do it. And that doesn't mean that they aren't believers of God or Christian. They just don't have faith to believe God in that situation for you. So they don't need to be included in that. That includes leaders. That includes family members and loved ones. It doesn't matter who it is. You need people that believe Jesus to move that thing, that mountain, that issue, that problem for you. You need faith in God. Mountain movers. Mountain movers. Mountain movers. Mountain movers. People that believe God to pray. Mountain movers. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just decree and declare mountains being moved out of our life. Pray over your own self first. Pray over your family first. Say it out your own mouth. God, I decree and declare mountains are moved permanently and completely out of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, always. I believe you, Lord God, to move mountains out of the lives of the people that are under the sound of my voice, whatever that mountain is, God, by faith, in Jesus' name, we believe you. Amen always.